that you evaluate the future of the sapling, and Rabbi Shmuel say the same thing. Rabbi Shmuel, we had this before. How do you evaluate Meitav by a Hezek? You evaluate the worth of the Sada of the Nizik. Rabbi Akiva says you always pay for me this, which the Gemara explained is made of the Mazik, the Kavachem al Hektish, and it's a Kavachem at Hektish. We had this Sugi before. But we're focusing now on Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says you pay made of Sadeo Shonizik. What does it mean, made of Sadeo Shonizik? Don't explain Rabbi Shmuel like Rabbi Dibiravin says. For example, if the animal ate, one patch amongst other patches. We don't know which patch he ate. The Omar we say, Don't say that you pay Meitav. Don't say. Rav Yishmael says you pay Meitav the Nizik. What does it mean, Meitav the Nizik? So Avidi Ravin says it means that even if you're not sure what he was Mazik, no, you have to pay the better price. The Gemara says that doesn't make sense. Hash to the Hachi Lairmin. I'm sorry, mate of the Ikahashta, you pay the mate of that is today. We don't say that. You can't, if you don't know which one the guy was Mazik, it's not fair that you should charge him full price. You have no idea what the Hezek was. So obviously, Avidi Bravin is learning wrong pshat in Rabbi Shmuel. What does Rabbi Shmuel mean? What does Rabbi Shmuel mean when he says Meitav Shenizik? We didn't mention this previously. It's a Chiddush that the Gemara is saying over here in Daphne Tess. Meitav means you pay the future price. You look at the future, you see how much it's going to be worth, and that's how much you have to pay. So the kids, you see Rabbi Shmuel and the basic Lili both hold this big Chiddush that when an animal eats fruit or whatever it is, a sapling, you have to pay according to the future Price. A very, very, very big Chiddush, but that's what the Gemara seems to be saying. Rabbi Yisak Lili Shita. The Chum do not pass like that, basically, holds it that up. And the Chum, the Gemara has it over there also. The Gemara is just trying to prove what's Rabbi Shmuel coming to say when he says Meitav. We're trying to say Rabbi Shmuel is coming to say you pay the future. Because it doesn't mean like a Vidibar Avin, because that's how it's Mechalariah. So obviously it means he means the future. That's the Gemara just Cheshmi, bring a Vidibar Avin just to explain Rabbi Shmuel means. That's all. So we had a Shaila if an animal eats. Unripe grapes, how much do you pay? The Chum say you pay what it's worth today. Reb Shimon Yehuda, Reb Shimon, he said, It's only if you ate it when it wasn't ripe at all. There was nothing there. But if it's in between, it's smadar. It sounds like, now Shimon didn't say this clearly, but it sounds like since he says the only time you pay the price is when there's nothing there, it sounds like if it's smadar, which is something there, you evaluate according to what it's going to be. Since there's something there, there's a little bud, so maybe you evaluate according to what it's going to be. That's what it sounds like from Shimon Yehuda. But then Shimon Yehuda continues and he says, Amos Eifa. If you eat pagim and baisar, which is much bigger than smadar, that's where he says you evaluate for the future as if they're full fleshed and oven. Ha smadar, so the chayyot says theory and Shimon Yehuda himself. Shimon Yehuda seems to say if there's nothing there, you evaluate today. If there's pagim there, then you evaluate tomorrow. What about if there's smother there? It's in between. Smother is in between pagim and garnished. It's a little 
But so Lachaya, there's a steer. Which what, what would the Shimon Yehuda hold when it's pagan? When it's mother? What would he hold? So how do you explain the Shimon Yehuda if it's mother? Am Ravina Kroich Vitani mix it all together and say it like this. The only time you pay today's price is if there's nothing there. As long as it started growing, whether it's smadar, whether it's pagan, whether it's baisar, the halach is you look at it as if it's full-fledged anavim. That's the halach. So this is how we explain what Rabbi what, what, what Shimon holds. So basically, till there's something there, you're Pater Gummer. Once some, not Pater Gummer, you pay whatever it's worth today. Once there's a little bud there, then you have to evaluate the future. There's Rabbi Shimon's, you said it's a big Kiddush in Mazik, they have to evaluate the future, but that's what he holds. If Shimon Yehuda holds by Smadar, you have to pay full price like it's going to be worth. So that's Rabbi Shua said on top of Ahmed. Rabbi Shua said if you eat Smadar, you got to pay on Novim Agnesli Batzer. You have to pay the word, the future worth. So the Chayyar, what's Rabbi Shimon Yehuda adding on Rabbi Shua's Shita? Chayyar, same Shita. Ika beinayu kechash gufna veloi misaymi. Very, very interesting thing. Well, I'm going to explain the very, very interesting thing. If we're going to evaluate how much the Gifadim are going to be worth in six months, we also have to take into account that when Gifadim grow, they take out nutrients from the ground. They're there for six months, they've got to remove nutrients from the ground. So they diminish the price, the worth of the price of the ground. If you have an oven growing from the ground for six months, they diminish the price of the ground. That's called Chash Gufna. So again, Rabbi Yeshua is cheshbining the future, Rabbi Shimon Yehuda is cheshbining the future. But it's not really a fair calculation. You can't just cheshbin the future. You also have to take into account that if the Anavim are going to be sitting on this property for six months, they're going to be eating up the nutrients in the property. So you have to take that into cheshbin also. That's called chash gufna. And therefore, that's the machlaikis between Rabbi Shimon Yehuda and Rabbi Yeshua. Both of them agree you pay according to the future price. That everybody agrees to. The question is, do you calculate in the cheshbin or not. And on that, the Gemara says, The Gemara says, it's not clear which one holds which. We, so many times in Shas, we have it in Shabbos, many times in Shas, that we know this is an Afkamina, but we have no right which one holds which, but we know this is the difference. The difference between Ab Yeshua and Ab Shimon is this concept of do you have to evaluate the depreciation of the property because the Anavim are pulling nutrients for six months. Yehuda, can I help you with something? You need a coffee, a Danish? Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. That's a good reason. Uh, you're, you're excused. If that's your reason, you're excused. I just don't believe it, but you're excused. Abaya says, no, it's very clear who holds of Khash Gufna. Now, this is a very big insight. Chash Gufna is very, very, we're going to see in a second after Kimita. Chash Gufna is a very, very big deal. Anytime you evaluate something, do you cheshbin a diminishment that's going to take place in between? It's a very, very important insight. Chash Gufna is a very, very important insight, and we're going to see in another place where you have this concept of Chash Gufna. Halt Kapp, we're going to see, very interesting. I think I was going to give another example where you have Chash Gufna. So Abayah says, I know which one holds of Chash Gufna. Man Tana Dechayesh Lech Chash Gufna. Abshimit Yehudi is the one that holds of Chash Gufna. How do I know that? Titania. We had this in Subas. Abshimit Yehudi, 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 Abshimit Yeh
There's a discussion if a person's minus a woman, does he have to pay tsar? So he says you don't have to pay tsar because when she's nival to her husband, she's going to have the same pain of being a besula, becoming a beula. There's pain there. So that's like chash gufna. You don't cheshbin. You can't charge him tsar because in the future she's going to lose it. She's going to have it anyway. So you can't evaluate it. So you see, Reb Shimon ben Well, let's for your eyes. Reb Shimon ben says, "I understand." Reb Shimon Yehuda says, "Reb Shimon ben that you don't pay tzar because it's going to happen in the future." Amrulai, the Chum responded, "No, Eigner Diamond Nevelas Biratzin, the Nevelas Ba'inus. You can't compare the two. You can't compare Nevelas Biratzin to Nevelas Ba'inus. So it's not the same level of tzar. But what do you see? You see that this concept." Of Chash Gufna, Hebshimon Yehuda holds up because he's getting, he's calculating that even though there was Tsar today, but since the Tsar is going to be later when she gets married, Samela, you have to take that into account. So over here also, Chash Gufna, you take into account. So the Gitzah, this is what the Gemara, uh, this is this was Abaya's assumption that we know which one holds which. Amr Abaya, Hani Tanoi for Hebshimon Yehuda, Amr Dover Echad. These Tanoi and Hebshimon Yehuda say the same thing. Shimon Yehuda had Amar. Shimon Yehuda, we just mentioned, that holds of this Khash Gufna business. Hani Tanoi Mahi, we're going to bring another set of Tanoim that hold a similar concept. De Tanya, what happens? We said previously that there's something called Demei Vladis. If a guy hits a pregnant woman, he has to pay Demei Vladis. Now, it's not really fear because it costs money. Before insurance days, it costs money to have a baby. It costs, you have to pay for a midwife. It costs money. So it's not fear to Cheshman Demei Vladis. You also have to calculate the price. Jersey care guy before Jersey care, I guess. I guess. That again, Tysus talks about it, but I think that the answer he says is, is uh, there before Jersey care. But so you really, you should Cheshman that in. You should Cheshman like we're Cheshman in Chash Gufna. You should Cheshman the price of the midwife. That should go into the cheshbin of the mevladis. And there's taka sheet that holds like that. Titania. Rabbi Yaisi, I'm chaya. Rabbi Yaisi says you deduct the price of a chaya, of a midwife. Benazi, I'm renechi mezainis. Benazi says you deduct mezainis. A woman that is pregnant or a woman that gives birth, yeah, when she's getting, when she's having a baby, you have to give her extra mezainis. And a male, you have to go buy her uh, iced coffee. So mela, it's a cost money. So therefore, you deduct that. So the, the, these two tanoim, Hold this concept of Khash Gufna that you deduct something from the price. You don't pay the full price, you also deduct anything that can fall into the Khajbin. And the Gemara explains, if you deduct the Chaya, for sure you deduct the But he holds you do not have to deduct the Chaya. The Amr you tell him, it's a my wife is very smart. She does not need a midwife, so I would save myself the money for the midwife, so therefore you can't deduct the price of the midwife. He could tie into that. He could tie into that. So, the kids are, what do you see? Halach these tanoim hold that when you're cheshbining, you cheshbin kchash gufna. You cheshbin any other deduction that goes into the cheshbin. Rapapa, Rabbi of Yeshua, Ovud, Ovdo, Kavaseder of Nachman, Shishim. They paskin like Rabbi Nachman and Shishim. That you have to pay shishim even by another mamazik. They evaluated a dikla agav katina daara agav the property that it was on. If you're dealing with a dekel aramai, you deal with a you. We pass like a papa that you evaluate in shishim. 
the Hilchas like Avsei Deb Shimon, and we pass the Reish Galusa. We pass like the Reish Galusa, but Dikla Parsa. When it comes to Dikla Parsa, which is a very high level Dekel, there we pass like the Reish Galusa that you pay full price. So the Maskan, the Gemara seems to be misspoken about this, and it's very important to know Chayshemishbat Halachas how much you have to pay. So it seems to be it depends on the level of the tree. If it's a lower level tree, huh? Just has Bezdin. That's the way to do it. Yeah, just has Bezdin. Or you can go downstairs. Either way, and you'll have a sack. And therefore, the Gemara says if it's an expensive tree, you pay pulp, you pay full price. If it's not an expensive tree, you pay par price. 60. If they did it or they paskin, Lachaya. Oh, you mean they both both of them, they did it clearly. Aya, 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 aya. It's not. Aya, aya. No, the both. I would assume they're both shishim. It's a good hour. I thought I thought the first one wasn't upset, but it says Avodovda. Yeah, Maybe I thought Avodovda means that they talk a paskin like that. I'm not sure what that. What does Avodovda mean? I thought it means they paskin like that. And the second case is where they actually did it. They actually evaluated it. I'm not sure. How much karka do you do? Cease? Okay, but the Gemara doesn't sound like that. The Gemara says, The Gemara doesn't pick which Lashon it is. If there's enough Kamil Adina, you should pick which Lashon it is. Eliezer Zira, there was a fellow by the name of Eliezer Zira, He was wearing black shoes. In those days, wearing black shoes was like an oval. An oval wore black shoes. And he was standing in the Shukr of Nadal. So the people from the Eshkelusa found him. They told him, Why do you wearing these shoes? They thought he was a Balgaiva, and they locked him up. In those days, that's how they made sure that only the proper people were in place, because if you were a Balgaiva, they locked you up. I, my, I was once standing by a bris, it was in Chesterfield, and there was a guy there that was making the bracha, he was making the bracha on the bris, the bracha that the rabbi usually makes. So they handed, huh? No, I said, she did me bad. And he was making that bracha, and they handed him the siddur to make the bracha out of the siddur, right? You, no one knows the bracha by heart. So he made the bracha, I said, no, he, know, he knows it by heart. So he, he closed his eyes, and he starts saying the bracha, and he got stuck. He got stuck in the middle of bracha, and he messed up. Nebuch! Sometimes the British, there's nothing wrong, you can take a sitter. Just don't stick out. You don't have to stick out. If you know it by heart, you close your eyes. Hold the sitter and close your eyes. Hashem knows if you know it by heart. If it's really important for you to close your eyes, hold the sitter and close your eyes. You don't have to demonstrate to everybody that you're a grace, a knacker. Just do your sight in life. You don't have to demonstrate to everybody. But I think they locked you up. And if they would have locked you up, it wouldn't have happened so often. So, my kids, sir, you heard the rest of the problem? Shalai Babinuya, yes. Yes. If you don't use a sitter, you're socially off. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yes. Well, point well said. Huh? No, so to be misable in public. If you want to be misable in your shalim, you can do it in private. To walk around in black shoes, to wear the avelis like your grace knocker, that they didn't like. Whatever. Blue shoes, different story. Blue shoes, green shoes, green sweaters. You know, it depends on what your job is. But the, the, the person wears based on what, he, what the impression he's trying to give off. That's what a person dresses. Zag Tigimar. So he insisted. Don't lock me up. I deserve to be Miss Abba on you, shall I? 
How are we going to offer your So I would say, let's see if you could do a mifus. But he didn't say that. He didn't ask anything about mifusim. He said, you want to see if you're a chashviyid? Let's see if you know a piece of Torah. That will, then we'll know if you're a chashviyid. If it's all I used to say, you go into a kabul and you're asking him for a shayla. First, ask him shad and taisis in babakama dafnetes. If he answers you, then you can ask him your mikubul shayla. Ninety-nine percent of the time, he will not know the answer, and then just find a different mikubul. So he said. So how do you know if the guy's a chashviyid guy? Yeah, you're not going to find Either you ask me or I'll ask you a shayla. Let's talk and learning. We'll see if I'm chashim. You ask the shayla. A guy that cuts a kufra, which is a, a, a day tree that, is very, that grew very little. It grew like baiser, didn't grow completely. They said, okay. You pay the amount of the tree. But yes, it's not fear. It's going to eventually become tomorrow. So they backtracked. You pay the tomorrow. That's also not fear. He didn't take tomorrow from him. Should have paid tomorrow. Okay, they got stuck. What, what, what do you do? You tell us. He said, you do. You're right. Shishim is like in between. Rashi says Shishim is like a pshar. It's in between the full price and the future, the price of today, and the future price. So Amalawi said, HaShmuel chai, ubeizdinei kayim, l'shmuel's alive. Let's send a message to Shmuel to his bezdin. Let's see the halacha. Shadu l'kamei d'shmuel, Amalu shapa l'kamei l'chubashishim. He's right, you charge shishim, v'shavku, and they left him alone. So Bikitzer, they saw that he wasn't Adam Gavlag, and they didn't ask him for a mifus. They just asked him if he slept on Friday morning, instead of learning, daf nuntas. And he said he didn't. So Mela, he was an Adam Gadol. So that was his response. He's an Adam Gadol because he learned tired. No, I'm not seeing. Huh? The new Masechta? Oh, we hit halfway to the Masechta? Really? Kof? Oh, you're right. Today's halfway? Very good. Today's halfway. Rabbi say if you, you still on the train, you If you're still on the train, if you're still on the train, if you're still on the train, Rabbi say we just passed the halfway mark. It's a tremendous, tremendous chos. Rabbi said, we're holding on. Shtark. Bezer Hashem, not to fall off the train. Zagte Gemara. Rab Shimon Aymer. Achla. Peris Gemurim. Rab Shimon says in the Mishnah, if you ate full Peris, you pay full Peris. Phantom are my time. What's Pshad Rab Shimon that you pay? Rab Shimon says in the Mishnah, if you ate full Peris, you pay full Peris. L'chaya, we dash in the Pasuk. That you pay shishim, you don't pay full payers. So what's the of shimon that says, you, if you ate full payers, you, you pay full payers. It's only something that's not fully ripe. Since it's not fully ripe, so therefore you have to pay agav sada. Since these tomatoes are fully ripe, you got to pay full Price. You have to pay full price. Since the tomatoes are fully ripe, that's a shim and shita, that when it's fully ripe, you don't pay shishim, you pay full price. Rav was down like a mayor, and he paskin like a shim. What does that mean? Don Rav Karameyer, Titania, this is a din that we already had in Mesechus Ksubis. Rav paskin like a mayor regarding a din. Kosav Larishain, the Lai Chasmalai. Lesheni v'chasmalai 
So this is no shaykhist hasugya, but he just happened to pass like a man. That if a wife, if a husband writes away, he has a property that's meshumah to his wife's ksuba, and he writes it off to somebody else, he gives it as a gift to somebody else. So he gave it to one person, and the wife didn't sign off on the deal. He gave it to the second person, and she did sign off. Rameer holds to Rameer, she loses her ksuba. Since she signed off on the second one, she loses the ksuba. I'm trying to help him. I want to make shalom bayis. I don't really intend on selling him the field. I want to make shalom bayis. And that's why I gave it to him. So that's her marriage. She to her holds. You assume she was masked him to the sale. And therefore we pass like a mayor in that Indian. That has nothing to do with us. But this has to do with us. The only time is if the if the Paris are not complete, but if the Paris are complete, the Allah is you you pay the full price of the Paris. It's Allah. What's the problem, Yudan? It's light? What? It's time you stabach? It's time you stay stabach. No, if it detached, I don't think it's a machlagus. Correct, correct, yes, correct. It's not a hard Mishnah. A guy piles up his tvu in somebody else's field. And the behemoth of the balasade eats it. You never had Rishos to put it there. Potter, you're potter. Again, you didn't, there's no responsibility. You never had Rishos to put it there. And if the, guy got, if the animal got damaged, the balagadish is chayev to pay because you caused the animal to get damaged because you brought it. Shalabishos. But if you piled it up, then the balasada is chayev because he's accepting responsibility. Even though he didn't say he's accepting responsibility, but once he tells you to come in with your gadish, we assume he's accepting responsibility. That's not necessarily true. We had Rebbe before. If I let you into my house, I'm not necessarily accepting responsibility. I'm telling you, come in at your own risk. Yeah, in our mission, it says clearly, not like Rabbi. Our mission says, when you let the guy in, automatically, you're accepting responsibility, and therefore, whatever happens, you're responsible. Rabbi holds no. You have to accept responsibility clearly. Our mission is not like Rabbi. We're talking about a shaymer of the Gronis. It used to be that people will bring their tour to the Gronis, and they hired one shaymer to watch the Gairin. So if the Shkai tells you to bring your stuff in, obviously he's watching it. That's why we assume he's watching it. So this is the Midish Mishnah, is not a great Zechadish. Just if you walk in, Shalai Bershus, you're responsible. If you walk in, Bershus, and it's a situation that the guy is a Nata Dbeidari, he's a guy that accepts Shmira, so then we assume you're accepting Shmira, and then everybody agrees that you are responsible for anything that happens to the Tfuah.